Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome into the Scravy Show. I guess, you know, I guess I'm going to start doing the hello and welcome. I, that's what I've been doing every night and it seems to be working and it comes off, it rolls off the tongue nicely. So hello and welcome to the Scravy Show here on 97.3 The Fan tonight, Wednesday night, February 7th. Very eventful show that we had earlier, just like five minutes ago. Um, it's been a, it's been a kind of windy road towards the mood that I am in right now. And so, if you joined us at the beginning of Gwen and Chris, I I'm sorry. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, do not go back and listen to the podcast because I had a little bit of an issue with the guys, obviously, with this whole spicy eating thing. So I. Took it upon myself to completely turn around my mood because my mood was not good. And I am someone who wears my emotions on my sleeve. I can't really hide it. I'm not someone who's able to do that. I cannot compartmentalize things that are bothering me because I need to clear it from my head and move forward. I don't know if anybody else is like that where you have to like. You have to really get get past something. Like if you have something to do that day or if there's a disagreement with your wife or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whatever, and you, it's just always on your mind. I'm someone who wants to talk about it right now and get it over with. And so that's what we did earlier. And I got a little bit angry. So tomorrow I'm not going to be angry, but I'm not going to also walk myself into these dumb things that I end up having happen. And everybody's going to get the benefit from that tomorrow as I am dying on the air after eating a very spicy Thai food meal. So don't miss that. 2.15, 2 o'clock. Tune in. I'm Matt Scraby, and this is 97.3 The Fan. If you want to join us on YouTube, you can. Just go and search 97.3 The Fan. You could also see this on Facebook and Twitch and X. You can, on Twitch, it's uh, 973TheFan, or I'm on Twitch as well, Matt Scraby, and then X is 973TheFanSD. So plenty of places to watch it, plenty of places to join in. If you want to chat, then you can do that on YouTube, and I will see them, and I'll try to bring some of those chats to all of you. And Castro says, inspirational, Scraby. Keep up the good work. You'll own that 10. I Really appreciate that, Castro. Evan even said, Scraby, get to tear this Thai food up. Thank you. Dan says, Thai 10, no joke, Scrabes. Well, I'm getting both of those 
things. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. But appreciate the people that believe in me right now, at least, because I don't really have I don't really have uh, belief in myself at this moment because I just remember the time I ate that ghost chip and it's still on my Instagram. Matt's gravy, if you want to go find it. But it's a little bit down the page. You'll you'll find it. I ate this. Uh, it's called the One Chip Challenge, and it was covered in ghost peppers. And it's um, one of the hottest things I've ever eaten, and I underestimated the power of that. Underestimated the power of that. All right. Tonight on the show, we're going to get to the news of the day here in just a second. And then there was a tweet from Gary Sheffield Jr. that I wanted to share because he has – an opinion in there I don't quite agree with. You know, some of it I agree with. Others, I other this other point I do not agree with. We'll get to that. Well, also, MLB put out their 2024 projected stat leaders. So they told everyone, due to the calculations, who's going to hit the most home runs and how many home runs they're going to hit. Also, slugging, all, all the stats. So we can go through that a little bit um, later in the show as well. Plus... I have been talking about these Super Bowl suites for a couple weeks now, or at least since we heard about Christian McCaffrey's mom saying she couldn't afford it. And there was a uh, a TikToker out there who got to go through these $2.5 million suites that people are going to watch the game in, and I'm going to describe it to you. I'm going to tell you some of the amenities because this suite is incredible. $2.5 million incredible? I don't think so. But the suite is really nice. They got all this great food. Basically, they have like some of the best food food in the world happening at the Super Bowl with the best meat, all that stuff. We'll get to that. Also, I used to be a partier, obviously. I do not party anymore. But I want to bring to you one of the after parties of the Super Bowl. And how much this ticket costs. It's very expensive to go to this after party. But I want to tell you what is all going on at this after party. Because if this, if I was, if money was no object, still wouldn't go to this. But at the same time, I can understand why people would want to. It's just Vegas and it's crazy that these things are going on with the Super Bowl in town. So we'll get to that in a little bit as well. All right. I think it's time for the news of the day. It's time to get caught up on the latest with the news of the day. The first news story of the day will be from a former Padre. Only was here last year for maybe half the season, just a little bit more than half the season. But reports are that catcher Gary Sanchez has signed with the Brewers for $7 million. uh, One-year contract plus an option. So we talked about this a little bit on the show earlier, and it's a good spot for Gary Sanchez because he's going to have, he's going to catch and he's going to DH. The the Brewers are also a good team, but what I think is interesting is the seven million dollars that they paid him. And so we talked about this during the Big Five, and it's like we've been shown multiple times here in this off season that some of these players that are useful players are actually affordable and seven million dollars is a lot of money don't get me wrong if i had seven million dollars i would i would be a much much uh more well-dressed man but seven million dollars in the baseball world is not that much money 
And so when I see a guy go off the board that may have been an option for the Padres and he goes off the board for a cheaper price, I think that's uh, kind of telling where we're at. And I know that everybody knows where we're at in this offseason with the Padres, but, you know, not necessarily. And take Gary Sanchez out of this because he may not be the best fit for the Padres this year. And maybe for $7 million, it could be spent somewhere else because you already got two catchers. You have Luis Campisano. You got Kyle Higashioka. So you're good there. Um, but Gary Sanchez, he, as a DH, I don't know that he's worth $7 million as a DH alone. So they weren't really going to have a spot for him. And they weren't really going to, you know, have the, the money to spend on a third catcher and a every once in a while DH. So good for Gary Sanchez because he was kind of given up on by baseball there for a while. And he was able to turn it around with the Padres and the Padres were able to take advantage of him turning it around, but he was also able to take advantage of it himself by getting this one year deal for $7 million. Now there was a question in the chat earlier. I, uh, okay. From, Okay, here we go. So the Brewers got Gary Sanchez. Do you think they're going to go after Blake since they made room for him after getting rid of Corbin? I can't I can't really rule anything out on Blake Snell, but just seeing what the Brewers have done this offseason, I think they're kind of in the same spot as the Padres in a way. They're 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 not strapped for cash, but they're trying to keep the payroll lower. And so I don't see the the I don't see the Brewers bringing in Blake Snell. I, at this point, I really don't know who's going to br- bring in Blake Snell. And it's getting close to spring training. So I think some of these big names are going to start to fall here very soon. Maybe next week, the week after. But teams are going to start getting anxious about it. Um, and the players themselves are going to start getting anxious about it. So I think that we're going to start seeing these these contracts fall a little bit, or these players uh, sign contracts a little bit more than we have in the offseason. But there's the breakdown on Gary Sanchez. Blake Snell just makes way too much money, and I don't know. he he's He's worth it, but at the same time, it's like we don't really actually know what he's asking in reports. So... It could be a reasonable number that people aren't trying to sign up for, or it could be a ridiculous number that people don't even want to think about. So we'll see here in the next couple of weeks what happens. But that uh, Gary Sanchez is going to Milwaukee. All right. Our second news story of the night is an interesting one because I usually don't bring up arbitration news in the news of the day, but Vladimir Guerrero Jr. of the Blue Jays won a record $19.9 million in salary arbitration today. I guess there's a three-person panel that picked his offer or his uh, number that he wanted over the offer from the team, which was $18.05 million. So basically he's making $2 million more. Um, I'm not going to I'm not going to try and read these names because I'm just going to butcher them, but I guess these three people, the panel, they heard from both the team and the player, and they made the decision a day uh, today, so they they took a day to think about it. Now, I didn't know uh, that players right now are leading in the hearings of arbitration, six to two, with 10 cases still pending. So this is kind of interesting to me because it seems like arbitration is the place where teams can 
basically stick it to the player and not pay them as much as they may be worth so that they can save some money. And I like when the player gets what they what they deserve. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is one of the better players in the league. He's on the cover of MLB The Show this season. I believe he is. I might be confusing that, but I'm pretty sure he is. And he's only making only, I know, He's only making $20 million, which is with some of the other contracts out there and some of the other superstars out there, he's not making as much as those superstars. And nor should he. He still has time to go through arbitration and all that. But I think it's a good thing that people are, players are starting to get money from the arbitration cases. And it shows some good faith that, to me at least, that these these arbitration hearings aren't lopsided in the way of the team and because usually I hear about arbitration cases and the player does not get what they want and the team gets what they want so more and more players are getting what they want now the previous record for this the previous high of an arbitration uh, case being awarded to the player 14 million dollars Seattle Mariners outfielder Teoscar Hernandez received after he lost last year so he uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. just crushes that number with Six million dollars more, almost six million dollars more. Now, the final news story kind of a side news story, but we talked about Alabama coach Nick Saban. He retired weeks ago, but now Alabama coach Nick Saban is going to join ESPN's College Game Day as an analyst. He is also going to be a part of the NFL draft coverage on ESPN. And I just gotta say, you know, I'm, I'm kind of I know what Nick Saban has to say, and I know what he has said over the years, but I'm kind of um, interested in seeing Nick Saban in a full-time analyst role, and I'm really interested to hear what he has to say during the draft coverage because Nick Saban is a guy who scouted these these players around the country. He played against some of these players around the country, so he's going to have a really good idea of what these players are going to bring and what teams are going to get, and that's kind of invaluable to have a coach as big of a deal as Nick Saban is and have him be your draft analyst. He's going to know a lot of things about a lot of players and it's, you know, it's something that I think I'll get tired of, but I also am welcoming it right now and embracing it right now. So that's what you can see on your TVs here coming fall Saturday mornings, ESPN's college game day. And then the draft here in April He's going to be on that as well. So lots of Nick Saban coming up. All right. That's it for the news of the day. When we get back, we're going to do some of those projected stat leaders. I also want to tell you about what Gary Sheffield Jr. uh, posted on X earlier. And I'll let you know what is kind of irking me about that. All that is next here on 97.3 The Fan, The Scraby Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Back here. Oh, there we go. Wow. Sorry about that. The microphone wasn't working. Was someone trying to tell me something that they want me off the microphone? Were the engineers playing tricks on me? Was it Chris and Tony in the engineering room? No, because they wouldn't know what they're looking at. Matt Scraby with you on the Scraby Show, 97.3 The Fan. And we are going to be talking about some of those uh, projections here in just a second. But I wanted to talk about this. Uh, tweet from Gary Sheffield Jr. Now, there's a lot that goes into this, and there's there's a lot of tweets that go into this. But I want to I want to say the one tweet that really was the thing that I was not a fan of, or at least disagreed with. But here is what Gary Sheffield Jr. said. He tweeted, Trevor Bauer is willing to play on an incentive-based contract with league minimum guarantees and is liked by teammates despite the media continuing to lie otherwise. That's risk-free. Signing a player fans perhaps dislike is not a risk. They aren't going anywhere long-term. Now, again, there's a whole host of tweets along with this, and um, I'm not going to read all of them. Well, yeah, it's fine. I'm deciding on the air whether or not I want to read the rest of them. But here we go on Gary Sheffield Jr. Now, he says in this that it's risk-free and signing a player fans perhaps dislike is not a risk. They aren't going anywhere long term. I really disagree with the, the, the sentence, signing a player fans perhaps dislike is not a risk. Because it is a risk in my mind. I don't think that fans anymore stand for people that aren't good human beings. And I'm taking Trevor Bauer out of this. I'm just talking about signing a player fans dislike being a risk. Now I'm going to say that Trevor Bauer is a huge risk. And yes, he may be willing to come in on an incentive based um, contract with minimum guarantees, but I really, I really don't know that fans are going to be warm for someone to come into to come to a team and kind of disrupt that team if they've had some stuff in their past. Now, believe me, I am a guy who does not judge people for their past because I have a pretty ter- well, I had a pretty terrible past when I was a drinker. Now that I'm not a drinker, I don't judge people for that. And Trevor Bauer, everything happened in the the legal world. 
And so on the other uh, coming out of it, he was not charged with anything. And I know that doesn't mean he didn't do anything, but it's a gray area and it's a weird area. And I 100% think that if you bring a guy in who has a questionable past, fans do not like it. They will let you know. We are not in the place anymore where athletes, some places it might be like this, but I don't think in San Diego anymore, athletes are bigger than life. Sure, they're huge and they're famous and we love them. But if someone does something wrong, I think that people in San Diego would like to see the proper handling of it. And I I just don't know that you can get away with bringing Trevor Bauer in just because he's on a good contract or a cheap contract. I think that there would be more backlash than that. And Gary Sheffield Jr. also says they aren't going anywhere long term. And that's possibly true i could i could believe that because some people may be mad for a little bit and then they'll come back and uh, be a fan of the team and maybe even cheer for the person that they were mad about but i i'm not going to tempt fate with the fans for that trevor bauer to me is not enough to kind of upset the ecosystem that is the padres right now they honestly they do need rotation pieces but I don't know that Trevor Bauer is the rotation piece that they want to bring in. I think they want to keep their team the way uh, they've built it. And I think that they're going to promote from within, maybe make a few trades. But I I just don't think a guy like Trevor Bauer is is a risk that the Padres want to take. It's not a risk that I would want to take. Just because, you know, maybe he does feel remorse for what happened. Maybe he does think this whole thing is you know behind him and he wants to move forward but there's just so much baggage that comes along with that so i i don't think that gary sheffield jr is right when he says sending a player's fan a player fans perhaps dislike is not a risk it's not a risk if you look at it from the baseball world but i really would think that fans would dislike that move tremendously tremendously i say uh let's sign fam you know okay here Here's another angle of that. Now, I will say, let's talk about Trevor Bauer and Tommy Pham with this Padres fan base. Number one, Trevor Bauer did the whole one-eye thing during spring training that got everyone all upset. Trevor Bauer also pitched for the Dodgers for a little bit. And I I don't see Trevor Bauer being a guy that fans are going to... I, I think Trevor Bauer is a guy you either love him or you hate him. And... I, I don't know that enough Padres fans love him enough to bring him in. Now, Tommy Pham, on the other hand, I think that Tommy Pham also has some sort of a checkered past with the fans. But I do think that fans are more willing to accept Tommy Pham on this team than they are to accept Trevor Bauer. If, you if you're in the chat right now, which guy would you sign? And if you wouldn't sign either, then let me know. You can also tweet me at Matt Scraby. Because I, I kind of want to get a pulse of what's going on out there. And bringing in Tommy Pham is an easier sell for me than bringing in Trevor Bauer. And it's it's not even a question. Tommy Pham does, like I said, he got into it with some fans last year when he was with the Diamondbacks and and, and things of that nature. And yes, I see on the, tra- the, the chat, he got stabbed outside of a strip club. I would like to bring up this point about that whole thing. From what I understand, 
and I'm just going off of things I've read, and I'm hoping I'm not missing anything that's new, but I don't blame someone for getting stabbed outside of a strip club enough to keep them off my team for the rest of eternity. I don't think he asked to be stabbed. From what I understand, Tommy Pham was trying to leave, and he asked the guys to get away from his car. It seemed like a big setup. So when I see the, the, the comment of, well, he got stabbed at a strip club, he didn't do any stabbing. He wasn't the guy who was who was arrested. He was taken to the hospital because he had a pretty big laceration on his back. So I, I, I don't buy that argument for one second because it wasn't really his fault. He was just there. Maybe he escalated things, but I'm not going to go into that because I don't know. I don't know if he escalated things, but I do think it's an easier sell for the fan base. I think it's an easier sell for uh, it's an easier sell in the way of we need an outfielder as well. And Tommy Pham can fill that left field spot and you can find new pitchers. And Jocelyn, I wasn't pointing fingers at you. I just saw your chat. So there that that's why I brought it up. Uh, Dominic says, I don't mind fam. His I'm so intense thing is shtick to me at this point. Who cares? Honestly, can he hit with runners in scoring position? That's all I care about. Um, yeah, I, the I'm so intense thing is a little bit much. I'll, I'll give you that. The whole let's go fight after the game when he tells fans that in the stands, too much for me. If I'm bringing Tommy Pham into my team, I'm saying, hey, Tommy, we want you on our team, but please do not tell fans you're going to fight them after the game because fighting is not the answer. And I'm not a fan of that either. I'm definitely not a good uh, a fan of of fam being too tough and mckee 23 yes i haven't said this fam and mike schilt are tight yes they are and that's why uh annie halbron tweeted last week i think it was that tommy fam had expressed interest in returning to the padres because of his relationship with mike schilt so that would be something that i think would be a good fit there um Fam is a little rough around the edges, but I don't think a single person would choose not to go to the games if we get him. The opposite would happen if we signed Bauer. Thank you, Nikki, too. That is 100% what I'm trying to say here. If you sign Tommy Fam, people are just going to maybe grumble under their breath and talk about to their friends about, can you believe that? But they're still going to buy tickets to go to the game. If the Padres sign Trevor Bauer, I think you have people not going to the game. Now, it's not going to stop everyone from going to the game, nor do I really think it... I I can't make that decision. That's going to be a decision for all of you. But for me, I probably would not go to, like, the first game of Trevor Bauer starting just because I really don't want to reward a guy with a shady past. And that's just me being a hater and all that stuff. But it's... Def, it's a definite possibility that people would stop going to games. Certain people would stop going to games if they brought in a player like Trevor Bauer. So I, I think that's a, a good addition, Nick E2. Um, let's see. Fam can't hit in a Padres uniform. I don't care if he's a jerk. I'm censoring that or not. I get, you know, Tommy Fam did have times 
as a Padre where he's able to hit. But there were other times where he was leading off and it was like kind of a punchline, like how is he going to get out today? But there were times that he was okay, and he was really good last year. He was really good last year for the Diamondbacks. You could even say that the Diamondbacks went to the World Series not just because of Tommy Pham, but his addition kicked them into the next gear that got them to the World Series. James says, um, Bauer and... I'm just going to start halfway through. Fam is a whole attitude. People in an immoral, immoral world trying to take a moral stance is just sad. Well, it's deep. Number one, James, but I don't have any problem with, with people trying to stand up for what's right. If, if that is what you believe in, just because it's in an immoral world, which I don't necessarily disagree with that statement. I don't think that, means that you can't be morally sound. You can't feel good about some of the things you do in your life. I live my life trying to, you know, there's something that my mom taught me a long, long, long time ago, and I've always kept it in mind, and it's old school. And she used to tell me this all the time, but it was, you know, for the most part, it was treat people like you want to be treated. And so I, I keep that in mind. So I don't think... That you can't be moral in an immoral world. That was really, really deep. Really deep. James also says, got to give the dude a chance to show his his change. I agree with that. That's where it comes into the team sitting down with a guy like Trevor Bauer or Tommy Pham. And really uh, talking to them, getting deep into conversation about how they're going to handle themselves. And how over the years they have changed. And how will they handle certain situations with the team are they going to be a solution maker rather than or a solution yeah solution maker i don't know rather than a problem child for lack of a better word because you can't have anyone messing with the mojo especially if there's you know a losing streak we've seen that over the past couple years the padres get into a little bit of a funk and things get a little testy and you don't want a guy who's going to pour fuel on the fire. You want a guy who is going to maybe try and talk it out or mentor someone or have those tough conversations. So I think that would be a very, uh, (laughs) that'd be a very crazy day to hear that Trevor Bauer was a Padre. I really don't think that Trevor Bauer will ever be a Padre. I just don't think it. Um, Josh Taylor says, don't people deserve a second chance? I agree that people deserve a second chance. I 100% agree because if no one gave me a second chance, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. If my family didn't give me a second chance to clean up my act and stop drinking and get my life together, then I for sure am not sitting here right now talking to all of you. So I do believe people deserve a second chance. Um... Bauer, uh, then, uh-oh, someone tweeted at Bauer Adage with my name on it, would have a chip on his shoulder and want to prove the Dodgers messed up. Okay, maybe. Possibly. I did not see this. This is a whole new thing. Now, Trevor Bauer, quote, tweeted Gary Sheffield Jr.'s tweet, and it brings up Blake Snell. I did not plan this, but I'm out of time, so on the other side, I'm going to read you. Trevor Bauer, 
and his tweet that includes Blake Snell as to why he should be signed. It's going to get interesting, everybody. This is the Scraby Show on 97.3 The Fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Final segment of the Scraby Show for tonight. And look, everybody, I barely even talked about the 49ers today. So I think everybody's going to be off the hook of some 49er talk today. Uh, because I did not expect the Trevor Bauer, Tommy Pham conversation to kind of take over the show. I know I said there was a few things I wanted to go through, and those might have to be moved till tomorrow, like... The inside the luxurious two and a half million dollar Super Bowl suite and the Vegas after party. We'll see how this conversation goes here in the next 15 minutes and maybe I'll fit those in. But I left you uh, with Trevor Bauer, who had tweeted about the tweet that I was talking about. I know we're in the inception of X posts, but here's how if you're just tuning in, here's how it is. And by the way, you're listening to 97.3 The Fan, The Scraby Show. I'm Matt Scraby. We have a really good conversation going in the chat on YouTube right now. So you can go there and uh, join in uh, if you just search 97.3 The Fan. So Gary Sheffield Jr. tweeted this out. Trevor Bauer is willing to play on an incentive-based contract with league minimum guarantee that is liked by teammates despite the media continuing to lie otherwise. That's risk-free. Signing a player fans perhaps dislike is not a risk. They aren't going anywhere long-term. And I said I disagreed with the uh, signing a player fans perhaps dislike is not a risk because it most definitely is a risk. You're messing with your customers. But Trevor Bauer, I didn't realize this until Eric. Thank you, Eric, for sending it to me. But I didn't realize that he posted back on Gary Sheffield Jr. So here's what he did, and he brought in Blake Snell on this whole thing. Blake Snell is going to get hundreds of millions of dollars on a multi-year deal, and he should. He deserves it. For a team that doesn't want to commit multi-years, hundreds of millions of dollars, or many elite prospects for a Cy Young Award winner, they could sign me for league minimum and pay zero incremental dollars over what they have to pay to that roster spot anyway. Just another option for teams that want to win and don't want to break the bank. Now, number one, I don't really know why he's using Blake Snell as his example. I would have probably kept Blake Snell out of this thing because he has nothing to do with the Trevor Bauer situation. But very strange that he brought him up. And very strange that he's bringing him up in a tweet that's saying, hey, you could pay him a lot of money, but you could also pay me a lot less money. So I'm not a big fan of using, even if that wasn't Blake Snell, even if it was another player, I wouldn't be a fan of using a real player as an example. But the reason, in my mind, Trevor Bauer, that you you weren't being signed by a team is because I don't know that a lot of people are, I don't know that a lot of people buy the, I don't want to say act, but I don't know a lot of people buy what you're putting down. And it took a long time for everything to get settled, which I understand sometimes legal things are, take forever. I, I, I think that it takes way too long, but that's why people aren't bringing you in because they're not sure about how things are going to go. And I know that you're trying to get a job and I know that you're using social media to get a job. 1.3 million people have seen this, this post, but I think you should be calling the 
and probably has. I'm not saying that he's not doing this, and I think that's probably why he's on X posting about this is because he can't get a meeting with another team or or things of that nature. But I feel like he unfair. Let me let me stop that real quick. I don't have the guys to check me on this. I feel like Trevor Bauer is stuck in a really terrible situation because he was cleared of wrongdoing by the police, and it was a civil suit that he was undergoing. And so if I'm going to stand by my thought of everybody gets a second chance, then I guess I have to stand by my thought here because no criminal charges were were filed against him. And when that when, – but when you have – I'm trying to be real careful here because I don't want to say anything that I'm going to regret, like saying that I could eat a 10 spicy Thai food. But Trevor Bauer is there's so much involved with that name. You say the name and someone has an opinion on him if you're a baseball fan. And so I think that's why teams are afraid to commit because it's not something that they're willing to deal with throughout the year if things go haywire. And so. Trevor Bauer, I don't know if he'll be back in Major League Baseball, but I know he probably, well, I know he probably, that's not true. I am thinking probably won't be with the Padres ever. So if you want to go read that tweet in some of the comments, you can. It's uh, at Bauer Outage. Okay, now, let's see. Now that we're past the Tommy fam, now that we're past the Trevor Bauer, we can go into our next item on the list, which will be... That was really weird, which will be the projections. That's what I was looking for. 2024 stat projections for baseball this year, according to uh, fan graphs put out by the MLB network. Now, Ronald Acuna Jr., his projection is to hit the most home runs in baseball and also to hit 43 of those home runs, which makes sense to me. Now, the RBI leader, according to Fangraph Zips, Shohei Otani with 122. I am not sure how Shohei Otani is going to play this year after the Tommy John thing. But, you know, I know that he can hit. I'm not saying he's not going to hit, but we'll see about this whole leading Major League Baseball in RBIs. Stolen bases, everybody close your ears. This is going to hurt a little bit, I think. Esther Ruiz of the A's, they're projecting him to have 53 stolen bases. On base percentage, I think everybody knows where this is going, and it's Juan Soto with a 421 on base percentage. We know Juan Soto gets on base a ton. Jordan Alvarez is going to lead the league in slugging, according to Fangrass, Zips, and MLB Network. Bo Bichette is going to lead the league in hits with 179. Wyatt Langford of the Rangers is going to lead, according to MLB Networks and Fangrass Zips. Uh, Wyatt Langford is going to lead the league in doubles with 41. Corbin Carroll of the Diamondbacks is going to lead the league in triples with nine, according to this. And then with saves, I really, really, really expected for Josh Hader to be the guy on this list, but he's not. Edwin Diaz from the Mets, who's coming off that terrible knee injury after the celebration at the World Baseball Classic last year, and the Giants' Camilo Duvall, both projected to save 35 games this year. So I was a little bit surprised not seeing Josh Hader there. Aaron Nola is the F-War leader. Not really sure. I, you know, I, I do like analytical stats, but sometimes the F-Wars and the F, 
ERA or whatever. It gets a little confusing. But Aaron Nola is leading that with 4.9. And then Luis Castillo uh, of the Mariners is projected to lead the major leagues with an ERA of 3.27, which makes me think, what was the lowest ERA in baseball last year for a starting pitcher? Because I feel like that is a little high. 3.27, I guess that's a, I mean, a pretty fair number, but I, I think that there was other pitchers this year that did not pitch. I'm I'm looking this up live on the air. Everybody stay with me. I promise. I'm going to get back to you in just a second, but I'm looking for the ERA. Well, duh. That's why I know that that's a little bit high, the projection, because Blake Snell had 2.25 ERA and Garrett Cole had a 2.63 ERA. Sonny Gray, 2.79. Kyle Bradish, 2.83. Kodai Senga, 2.98. And so on and so forth. So they're projecting, I guess, more hitting this year, which I don't know how they're doing that, but they are projecting that. All right, let's go to the chat and see what is happening. I know what we were talking about. Uh, we were talking about Trevor Bauer and everything. Anthony says, if the goal is to reset the CBT, why not try to get Snell on a deferred deal and get him? Now, here's the whole thing about the deferred deal. The deferred deal is something that a player needs and not a team. A team probably is okay with the deferred deal just because they don't have to pay for a long time, but a player necessarily doesn't want a deferred deal. And I don't know that Blake Snell wants a deferred deal. When, when, when people are saying like, because I've seen this 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 comment many times, and and I understand why it's a thought because the Dodgers just did it with Shohei Otani and, uh, and others, but the player has to want that option of deferral, and I don't know that Blake Snell wants that option. I don't know that we've we've heard anything about Blake Snell wanting that option, but it's it's something that I think more teams are trying to work out with possible free agents or possible guys that they're going to extend things of that nature. I think a lot of people are, um, I think a lot of people are, uh, anyway, anyway, I was going to go in a different direction, but no, I, uh, I'm not going to go down that road. Sorry about that. Everyone. Um, Another question, Matt, when are you going to AZ for spring training? If so, you still do the show at this time? I have to announce that we are not going to spring training. Just too much compacted time because Tony's going to go out like around the 18th and then Ben and Woods are going to be there at the end of the month of February and then they're going to Korea, so not enough time. Um, all right, back to the deferral because we got more questions. I know I'm all over the place here in the last couple of minutes. I'm really sorry. Please do not leave me because of it. M. McKee, I thought deferral doesn't help the CBT, though. A deferral does help a CBT to a certain extent. I believe Shohei Otani, even though he's only being paid $2 million, he counts like for 40 something million against the CBT. So when they did the renegotiation of the collective bargaining, you know, agreement and the CB, the collective bargaining tax, they kind of built that in a little bit. Uh, they need to, uh, the CBT has to at least reflect a little bit of how much you're spending because then you'll get a really lopsided playing field. And like, imagine if Shohei Otani was his, his CBT hit was only 2 million bucks. 
that would be unfair because then you're getting to really take advantage of the deferral. But let me see how much Shohei Otani is getting deferred because I know that at least $40 million is counted towards the CBT, which helps keep in check the lopsided nature of everything. Uh, his luxury tax salary is $46 million, and it will be like that according to Track all the way until 2033. So the deferral works for teams' cash flows, but it does not work for the CBT. It doesn't. Um, and $46 million is a lot. Is a lot, but it's not the 70 that he's actually, you know, on paper for making or the $2 million that he's on paper for making. It's just incredible what the Dodgers were able to do with Shohei Otani. And I don't know that it's necessarily going to be the best thing for Shohei Otani later on in the world, but he'll be fine. He's making so much money. He's making an incredible amount of money, an incredible amount of money. So I think he's going to be okay. But that's why he deferred things. Again, that's why pe- that's why some players don't want the deferral. Because Shohei Otani has plenty of money to keep him afloat until he gets that deferral. Some guys don't have that money. Uh, oh, here's a question. Scraby, what do you like to do after a long day of radio? Let's see. When I get off work and I go home, I end up... I actually do have a second job. Sometimes it's 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 I, I do videos and podcasts and stuff for... Um, another group of people. And so tonight I will be going home and I will be working on the podcast and the videos. I, according to Dan, like to eat broccoli and chicken after the show. That is 100% true. And I'm very hungry and I can't wait to eat here in just a second. But yeah, that's what I'm going to do when I get home. I'm going to do some more work. What's annoying Scraby today? Let's find out. It's time for the Daily Gripe. All right, Daily Gripe today. And by the way, I also play video games when I go home if i got nothing to do. So there you go. Um, uh, PS5, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty. I've been playing a lot of Last of Us 2. I've been playing a lot of Madden. So I'm going to get on this whole thing, this Twitch thing and the MLB The Show thing when it comes out. Anyway, my gripe for today is something about myself. Oh, yeah. Ha ha. I am a dog dad, too. I go home and I take care of my dog. He's just I just included that because it was like... You know, Lucky's just always there. So I didn't really think about that. But yeah, you're right. When I get home, I walk in and Lucky looks at me and I say, who's my lucky boy? Yeah, I did that on the radio. I really did. Uh, All right. My gripe today is about me and it's about my ADD nature. And I'm sure you heard this maybe once during this show here, this last hour. But sometimes I look at the chat. Or I look at my computer to see where I'm going next and I completely lose my train of thought. And I'm working on it. I'm very annoyed by it because I sometimes am going great and then I see a shiny object and I'm not going great anymore. So working on it. And I appreciate everybody out there listening and saying the nice things that you do because it really does help me. And you should tell my boss, Adam, that you love me. Maybe not love me, but you tolerate me. All right, that's it for the Scraby Show. I'll see you all tomorrow, 2.15. I'm eating the Thai food (sighs) on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 